um, kind of point out how right you are oh, and no. how right I am on right. a subject that we were talking about recently. I like it. I like it when we're both right. <laughs> how come I'm never right, guys? Shut up, Ian. <laughs> we can get to how you're wrong later. So um, we were talking about um, covers at work, like music. You know, people covering. Oh yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, doing time, Sublime's cover, mm-hmm. and we got into who gets who's credited on that song. Um, it's a Sublime song, and you were right. There's a uh, that. The musical part, the instrumental part. Yeah, is, yeah, like um, the, the hook yeah, section. Here, here it is. It's an old jazz standard. Oh, let me see if I can get if it. If you get here. like the uh, the real book, oh, which is like all the jazz songs, it's in there. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, the one oh. I cover. So they did not make this themselves. This is a No, it's a it's like public domain. It's an old jazz standard. And yeah. like obviously there's like lots of sublime in there, like the verses and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a uh, Gershwin and huh. Hayward are the original yeah. like credits so how, for that. How does that work? I mean, it's so, a public domain song, so you can just sample it. And you, like, I think so. Sure, however you want. It's, it's like in movies, also in, in fiction, like Thor. Thor isn't owned by anybody. Like DC can do their fucking version of Thor if they wanted to. There's character Sherlock Holmes, right? This anybody can at, oh, at a certain wow. point, right? And I'm. Yeah, with music's yeah. the same, right? right exactly. Like eventually, like the "Happy Birthday" song, like right, that's public domain. There could be a world where that's a trademarked thing, and someone has to pay every time they sing "Happy Birthday." Okay, but so uh, the other credit, I remember I said Beastie Boys gets the credit. This is the fucked up, crazy part. So the only but Sublime probably sampled the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it, I mean, because wasn't uh, Paul's Boutique a whole thing about like the Beastie Boys album? They got wrapped up in all kinds of fucking like who gets credit for shit because it's the entire album's all it's just like old records. It's all yeah. just samples. So um, the uh, Beastie Boys gets like credit on doing time that Sublime uh, recorded, but like for one tiny little line in the song "Slow and Low." Let's see if I can find it here. Everybody knows this song here, right? Right? Okay. So let's see. I think it starts at like two. 30 um let's see here this is this is interesting uh, this is mm-hmm. kind of anything to bring up I, I had no idea about this ian likes covers well so people cover themselves on whipped cream what are we talking about again music <laughs> let's play it play it so here we go ian's like yeah, stop it So right there in the place to be. Okay, so the Sublime song. Here's the Sublime. Okay. So it has that old. Dun, dun, dun. So around a 30 mark, right here. That's the only. That's the only part that line is. And if you if if you even go to the Lana Del Rey version of it, Beastie Boys still gets credit for. Having that one little tiny sample in the Sublime song. So how does that work? Does BC Boys get money then from them for sampling part if of that? If, if I see their name that? getting credited, like I'm guessing that's for pay. I mean, get I'm money. guessing they're getting paid for that. Do you have any idea how that works? Maybe? I mean, it it's probably like a contractual agreement. Like the song was probably made. And then someone from whichever music group owns the Beastie Boys music was like, you can't do that. And then they had to come to an agreement whereby the song could be released if if X amount of dollars went to this fat cigar smoking idiot. Huh. So that's crazy. Probably, so yeah. 
I'm going to love this. What was it uh, Metallica is notorious for not letting anybody use their music right and you can't download it. Yeah. So essentially, at some point, they will be in the public domain. Oh, yeah. And but, every rat bastard can just like sample and steal the shit out of their well, stuff. Well, so for one, uh, who knows? Like laws could change where there's no longer like public domainism. Because I know Disney's kind of done that. That's how like Mickey Mouse has stayed in uh, exactly. Disney's domain. There's for, I don't like, know nine the, million years. They, I don't know the law, but they they probably have to like. There's a time period. It's like okay, in the year 2030, like we have to re get like our license or whatever. Exactly. Our, I think yeah. it's kind of like the Spider-Man thing where like they had to make a new movie so they wouldn't yeah. lose the IP. So Sony has the rights to the uh Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Disney and Marvel still own Spider-Man, but the movies can only be made by Sony. They have to make a a, a Spider-Man movie within a certain time to keep those rights. So it's all just legal. Yeah. Legal mumbo jumbo I'm, there. I'm gonna look it up. See public domain. What, like website. everything that's in the public domain is like exceptionally old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, enough time's gone by. Tarzan. It's or... like time not only does time have to go by, but the people who could continue to profit off of it have decided not to. Mm-hmm. And that's a long ass time because there's always some greedy bastard trying to get yeah. some money out of something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay, so it says unpublished work. You have life of the author plus seventy years. Uh, unpublished anonymous it's like 150 work, years, 120 years from date of creation. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's I'm a long curious. time, right? Some of these uh big superhero characters are around, like Superman and Batman, are around 70 or 80 years old. Yeah, so they like the companies have to be on top of that shit. <laughs> okay. So. Can you imagine if some like shitty intern forgot to mail something and suddenly Superman is like a public yeah. domain character? <laughs> he looks good for his age. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Superman's Jewish. Do you guys know that? Oh no! Yeah, his creators, the guys that created Superman, are Jewish. So okay. technically, he's Jewish. Huh. Uh, technically, Mind Grenade isn't Jewish. We're uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, what? We're not. Oh, but eighty-five um, percent of all Mind Grenade huh. members are. Oh yeah, you know, a fan of uh, potato pancakes. Oh, okay, yeah. So we are fans of most of yeah, us. Are that, you guys thought I was is, going yeah, somewhere else. That, that is one. science. Most yeah. of so most of us are fans of the Jewish community. I wonder which one of us we have to figure out which one of us isn't. But <laughs> till then, I'm uh, also a fan of like the New York style uh, Jewish delis. I mean, they oh, are yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a pastrami sandwich. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. stay kosher. Yeah, um, mind grenade's gonna stay kosher for this episode. This is episode two fifty four. We are your hosts. I'm Hector. I'm Jason. Matt. I'm Ian. Mind Grenade is a pop culture based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. Oh, yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we're going to start off with some trending topics. Uh, actually, Ian, do you mind setting a little timer for about half hour? Yeah, sure. And can then I? come back when it ends. Can I start us off with, with this? Little actually, topic? if you would just go take a dump, it's about the same amount of time. And then when you come back, we'll know to move on. A half hour? Yeah. 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 He times it. He, he's going for the record. That's his best time is the half <laughs> his hour. Fastest, <laughs> yeah. fastest dump. Uh, so we are going to start with trending topics. But we'll, if you have something there, Ian. Yeah, so I mean, trending topics. Um, you know, I wanted to bring up. Something that I never watched, and I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but the Oscars just happened. What? Um, uh, have you guys watched it? I'm, did you guys watch it this year? I'm a big fan of Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. yeah. That's, 
I mean, the Oscars uh, pretty great. Trend. No, it's is that, um, is that where the Oscars came from? Is this a Sesame Street? Thing? They the stole it from started. Sesame Street mm-hmm. 60, 70 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just came across this, uh, this dirty alley, and there's a guy in a trash can. And, and he was holding like an old bowling trophy. <laughs> and they're like, this is perfect. <laughs> we should review movies, we yeah. should give awards. Um, no, uh, you know, it's funny because I was looking at my list of movies to review for uh, the podcast, and Parasite's on there, which I haven't watched, but was that not the winner? I think it was. But none of those current movies on your list were no. up for awards. No. I, um, so uh, I don't know any not of these. Bill movies. and Ted 3 didn't win <laughs> Best Picture. <laughs> okay, so that was the same thing. So the movies yeah. that were on this list. I must be very uncultured because I that's don't the know. Oscars every year. I don't yeah. know any of these movies at all. I didn't watch any. I at of least them. I up until last year, I, I mean, Parasite was the only movie I knew about. But it, this year, I like for the most part, I can tell you about a movie I've never watched. I can tell you at least a little bit something about this movie that none of us have watched. Mm-hmm. This year, none of these movies I can tell you anything about. Like yeah. I, I can tell you who's acting in them. But I can't tell you the premise, except for Sound of Metal, because Jason uh, spoke about Sound of Metal. Oh, they said Sound of Milk. I was like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Milk? Yeah, oh, my God. There's like a movie <laughs> called Sound of Milk. <laughs> There's a, The Shape of Water. Yeah. I mean, it was not out of the question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell us. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of the getting a sample of the room. So it's like, it sounds like you guys are in the same position as me. Yeah. None of you guys watched it. Um, Debbie yeah, has had a chance to, did you look through, heck, you kind of look through some of the movies. Last but. night, me and Jason, while Jason was doing actual work, I was uh, looking at all the Best Picture nominations, mm-hmm. and I compared the audience, not the audience score, the tomato meter, the critic score with the audience score. Ooh. They were all pretty close to each other. Like, Nomad, Nomad Land had like an 89 or a 90, and then the audience score was around that same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So all the movies, I think there's like eight of them, maybe eight movies for Best Picture. The only one that was off, which was a little strange, was the um, David Fincher movie uh, Mank with uh, um, uh, what's that uh, Gar- Gary Oldman. Mm. I think it went straight to Netflix, and uh, that one had like an audience. No, I'm sorry, a tomato meter of like eighty. Eight or something, and then the audience score was like a fifty-two or some okay. shit. That was the only movie out of the group that the audience and the tomato meter were way off. You mentioned Netflix, and Netflix did have quite a few nominations mm-hmm. for a lot of them. I think they had the most uh, this year, which is impressive for a streaming, you know, service. But I guess again, the competition isn't as fierce, being that movies are kind of shut down. That's true. Yeah, year. that was to take that into account. Yeah, which, right. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, something I hadn't even heard, like the, the winner for best picture, the Nomad Land. Yeah. So I hadn't even heard of, a lot of these. Uh, would you classify them as more indie movies? They all seem like indie movies. Yeah, <laughs> like this. Uh, yeah, or or movies. They're just like festival movies. Yeah, they 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 seem like movies that we wouldn't have been surprised in a normal year to end mm. up in the Oscars. But like they all seem indie. The Nomad Land um, that won three of them. Um, Frances McDormand, right? She's the actress in it. I think yeah. she is. Uh, the director, I didn't know, is the director of the MCU movie coming out later this year, The Eternals. Oh, interesting. So is this and, that, you said the nomad, the Chloe yeah. Zhao? Yeah, yeah. Know. She won Best Director. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she's, like, I've heard she's an auteur, kind of like uh, Edgar Wright or Tim Burton, where Edgar Wright had to get taken off of Ant-Man or he left Ant-Man because he couldn't work in that kind of studio and that kind of mcu you didn't want to work in a bad movie i understand oh that. <laughs> shit damn that's pretty good um so it's incorrect but it's pretty good um 
So when you get an Edgar Wright or a Tim Burton type of director, it's hard to corral them into doing the movie you want mm -hmm. as a movie studio. I've heard that about this director for Nomadland, Nomad, Nomadland, um, that she's that way. But that Eternals movie just wrapped like a month ago or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's good to go. It's in the can. So it's, And we haven't heard about any kind of like behind the scenes kind of uh, kerfuffles or anything. So that, that's interesting. I, I, that's in the last couple of days I found this out. So okay. this is the, uh, you know. So I know that uh, China snubbed her so that uh, Chloe's out. So she's Chinese American. Yeah. And mainland China um, banned any mention of her on social media. Yeah. Uh, you can't talk about it at all. Wow. So I don't know what the wow. reason behind it is. Yeah. They it's hard to tell. have some beef with You her. know, the, 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 the political stuff in China, I mean, it's complicated here. But the political stuff in China goes over my head. Kind of like the stuff in Ireland, like the the uh, the, the, the troubles stuff? and all yeah. that stuff. I get that there's something going that's been going on for decades with the people on that island, or in China, or wherever. Whew, over my head, I have no idea. It's like <laughs> I, I hope for the best with whoever you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with China, you hear about. The actress for Mulan, like there's something that happened while when that movie came oh, out, yeah. she where she spoke out too, about, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if they're wrong or if they're right or who's right or wrong. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, so one of the other ones that kind of surprised me was that actress in the supporting role. Um, so I guess the winner was I'm I'm definitely gonna mispronounce this, but Yu Zhong Yoon, okay. Minari, mm -hmm. was that? yeah, yeah, Minari, yeah, yep. Stephen Yoon, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the I guess the runner-up was that Mariah Baklova from the Borat subsequent movie. Oh film. yeah, yeah. I, you know I still have not seen that one yet. No. Um, and any of you guys end up watching that? No, not yet. No second, desire. <clears throat> second Borat. Yeah. I, I watched it. No. I, I heard that she kind of stole the show on that one. Like she was kind of like even though that Sasha Cohen, yeah. you know, like kind of directed it and yeah. wrote it was the main i guess star that she was really kind of like um the, the one of the, the yeah. focal point yeah mm -hmm. eventually yeah she was what are I your what are your true. what are your thoughts on the second Borat movie i enjoyed the first one i, I just haven't gotten that excited for the second one i mm -hmm. mean if you enjoyed the first one the second one is cut from the same mold obviously. right right um i think you'll like the second one i mean it, it's the same kind of humor right it's just it's the story the storyline's different and she's more of a center role than he is and Hmm. And um, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys want me to give you the story, but yeah, I, I mean, I I enjoyed it. But then again, I went into it knowing what I was watching. Yeah. Like, you know what right. I mean? So I went into it to not like gain anything from it, but just to watch him do his thing. You know hmm. what I mean? The, the movie and get some laughs from it. And, what was the, the last one I watched was The Dictator, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, so, and then, you know, Sasha um, Baron Cohen also made it on another list. Was for the actor in supporting role. He didn't win it, but he was nominated for the oh, trial wow. of Chicago Seven. Oh, that's right. That one, when I was doing the Rotten Tomatoes kind of comparison between the uh, critics and the audience, that one had the highest scores and the closest. Like they were like ninety-two and a ninety-five or mm -hmm. some shit like that. Um, I so does that kind of show that he's you know can bear, be a serious actor? Oh, he's done. Has, he's yeah. done serious. Yeah. Stuff have before. you not seen Talladega Nights? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that's it's straightforward. Right. Right? Yeah. I don't think you get more serious than that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, was he not in like, was he not in a Tim Burton movie, the uh, the the barber of whatever with Sweeney or yeah Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd? I think he was in that movie. Oh no, he was uh, he was uh, in Les Miserables. 
the, yeah, the latest the there latest version of that. I yeah. often get my musicals confused <laughs> as well. <laughs> musicals, man, that's a that's a tough sell. Musical, mm-hmm. good lord. Like when, when it's when it's nothing but singing, like Les Miserables was. My sister, I went with my sister to watch that. Like I'm good to go for the rest of my life on. So were you just always just waiting for them to like? Okay, they're gonna finish the song. There's, there's gonna be some like some some plot. There's dialogue. one spoken sentence in the entire movie. And it's oh a long God, ass I'm movie. I'm so glad I never watched that. Boy, that sounds rough. Like if, if it's broken up like a West Side Story or a Little Shop of Horrors where there's musical numbers, then I can probably sure go through. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I like Sweeney Todd. Like what if we you? started singing on this podcast? <laughs> oh, oh, podcast. I don't think you'd want to hear Jason and I sing. <laughs> Though Jason has a voice of an angel. I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I know Matt. You, Ian, you're not singing. <laughs> I, I, it would Please. break. It would break the internet if I sung. So, um, I, I imagine, would that be have, so uh, bad? Maybe that's well, a topic of conversation. I mean, I like the internet, so it is useful. Okay. I don't know what I would do You're with right. all my time. It has lots of good uses, right? And how you how are you gonna pwn losers? <laughs> yeah, you noob, mm-hmm. noob like mm-hmm. noob tube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for derailing me, Jason. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, okay, something so, important to yeah, me. Yeah, so animated feature hey, films. I know you've watched quite a. You know, you've been a. Um, oh, that avid, reminds me yeah. of something I want to talk about. So there's been like what five this year. There's Soul, Onward, Over the Moon, Ashawn the Sheep, Ashawn the Sheep, Sean the Sheep, Farmageddon. Why <laughs> is this on here? I can't even say this is like a tongue twister. Ashawn the Sheep movie, mm-hmm. Farmageddon. There you go. Got it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and those are those yeah, uh, i hope that one man. i did not yeah I, i'm curious not to have you did you watch that one with your kids no will, sean the sheep will you watch I've it and seen, get back to us? i'm pretty sure i've seen a sean the sheep movie but not that one okay yeah but you've seen soul though but soul was pretty awesome onward yeah. was definitely not awesome <laughs> It wasn't bad either, but okay. right, it wasn't. I remember you and um, you were saying that Soul was really good. That's on my on my list of I'm ones. Yeah, oh, Soul so one. Yeah, I mean, for animated movies, that's what I would have picked. Which one? Soul. Soul. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised that one at all. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, visual effects, and this would probably not surprise Hector, but Tenet was the winner for that one. I loved that movie. I but found out there was people that didn't like that movie. But the thing, the him, uh, him, Ian saying that the special effects, like. That's the thing with Christopher Nolan. I didn't know there were special effects he's in that so movie. He's so good at it. He, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. I, uh, by the way, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jason. Okay. Dunkirk's my next 2000 movie. Oh, you haven't watched yeah. no. Dunkirk? Is yeah. yeah, Christopher Nolan just has such an original spin on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the next one I'm gonna. That have you seen movie. Dunkirk yet? No, I I want to watch it. It's been one that I've like hovered over, and I'm like. You I should watch if I, it because you have to be in the mood for like kind of a serious uh, movie, though, right? Movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, I guess, but it's Christopher it. Nolan too. Like yeah. you go in there, you're like, ah, I've seen a million war movies. You're like, I know how this is gonna go, and then it doesn't. Okay. Mm. Um. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, uh, Jason was gonna say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't care though. Oh, okay. Move on. Move <laughs> on. No. Uh, potato. T- uh, table. <laughs> That's there it. we go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Welcome back, Jason. Yep. Got it. But yes, I was I was actually surprised to see that Tenant didn't make more on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. uh, like original screenplay or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I wouldn't put it like it's not indie enough right. for some of the and, and he's like, best picture won stuff. That quite a few other awards. So yeah, he's won Oscars of, you know, before for stuff. Yeah, I can't think of the top of my many, head. You know, they don't want to inflate his ego anymore. Well, I well, me and Jason this morning we were just talking about. Um, 
his filmography. There's there's like a his first kind of indie indie movie was something called Following, which I don't think I've ever watched. Who's that? Christopher Nolan. The very first one I've watched of his was Memento, and I fucking love that movie. That might be might be still my one of my favorite ones in the top three, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let's see, Memento, Insomnia. Um, oh, he did Insomnia yeah. with Robin Williams. Yeah, which is okay. Oh, that's such it. Just a it's just tor- well, it's is torturous because it, it makes me tired. Or he he can't sleep. Where Robin Williams yeah. is like this. Wait, like is killer. it Robin Williams? It's Al Pacino playing the detective who has insomnia. And Robin Williams is the killer, I think. And the entire movie, Al Pacino hasn't slept in days. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're like, this is so torturous. No, you know what? I was partially yeah. thinking of another movie where, I think it's Robin Williams. Somebody works in like a photo development uh, 24 lab. 24-hour photo. 24-hour photo. Oh, that God. is a fucking weird yeah. movie, man. Robin Williams, yeah. That is Robin Williams, right? That's one, yeah, that's one of his more serious roles he's But done, I think yeah. in Insomnia, he also plays some kind of person. I know, I, my yeah. brain was like melding the yeah. two movies. 24-hour photo, I'm sure that... I want to say that that... Uh, is the comedian in there too? I gotta look this up. I might be the mixing it comedian? up. comedian? Well, there's uh, Dane about? Cook. He was in oh. a couple of those. <laughs> that's no, what... Dane Cook. <laughs> the... da- Dane, the... quote, Dane, quote, Mark, the comedian, quote, Mark, Cook. Uh-huh. Is it? Is he the comedian because he uses other comedians? Yeah. Well, material? he was once a comedian. Now, the, not the, so much The guy is capitalized. <laughs> yeah. How many different... He was, um, like, accused of stealing material from a bunch yeah, of different people, wasn't he? It was around that time of... Carlos Mencia also. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He totally did. That fucker um, stole so much shit from people. The uh, Going back to Nolan, what, what so for uh, the Prestige, I enjoyed that one. Jason brought up uh, that same year that Prestige came out, The Illusionist came yep, out. I remember those, those years where there's two movies yeah. that the same. And then, uh, so then the ba- the ba- the Dark Knight tri- uh, trilogy that he did. Inception. Inception. Mm-hmm. Interstellar. Ten- yep. Conception. That was and the, Dunkirk, right? Was Dunkirk and then Tenet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 years, because I think following or memento was around the year 2000, in the year 2000, yeah. So, uh, let's see, uh, you had something lined up, you just said. Oh, I just wanted to mention, because you were talking about animation, I just saw the the trailer the other day for Love, Death, and Robots Part 2. Coming back the second season, yeah. yeah. And I fucking loved that thing. I, I watched, I watched, I watched several of them multiple times. Yeah. They were or always that, interesting. That fucked up one where they're in a loop and where they're the running animation, through the city. Yeah. The animation keeps fucking with your uh, that uncanny valley. Oh, it's it like uh, I, wa- I watched multiple videos of like animators, like people who do this for mm-hmm. a living, like saying like, no, this is like rotoscoped, like traced over. There's no way because like the cloth physics are so good mm-hmm. and huh. it is it is 100 percent animated. It's That's really wild. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that one in particular. There's a there's a video game style type one right where there's like a battle like there's so many different yeah, ones there's a lot yeah of really there's cool like a really there. cool like um just like fully hand-drawn animated one where they're like robot mechs fighting bugs and mm-hmm. uh, they're super cool huh. uh, but yeah so the oscars yeah i usually look at like best picture like all the nominees and then i kind of read a little bit about them and decide that it's just not the kind of movie i want to watch but there's usually one or two that i watch yeah like uh, it was a couple of years back, but that um, has anyone seen three? I think it's three billboards. Yeah, I saw that one. That's a really. I good watched movie. it because it got enough attention. Yeah, exactly. From... I would have never even heard of that we, movie had weird, not. Uh, Francis McDormand, I think, also in that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, weird thing about that movie: it's so mid Midwest America. It is directed yeah. by a Brit. Oh really? He, <laughs> That's he, funny. He, he, nailed, got, he nails the Midwest, and I think, and yeah. I think he ended up winning. We 
either best picture or direct. He won a one big award for that movie, mm-hmm. but got shit for it because he wasn't American. Because he wasn't <laughs> that's hilarious. If it was just any movie, it'd be one thing. But it was so. Um, he, I think he did a great job. Like it felt very authentically midwestern. But um, but yeah, you were about to say something, Jason. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm always, I guess I'm always about. Hey, did you? Hey, Matt, did you watch the uh, first episode or any episodes of the Nevers? the hbo show yet? oh i didn't know it was out yet yeah it's out oh yeah i will i watched the uh i watched the pilot episode did you know that pip Torrens from preacher is in this show the nevers that guy pops up in all kinds of shit and i never recognize him because he's so crazy in preacher like he's so over the top in that yeah that he blends in to what was it? he was like in a indiana jones movie or some shit like i don't know so what I didn't know about this show that I learned like right before I watched the first episode was Josh Whedon wrote and per- like created the show. I was going to say the, huh. the overarching plot that I'm aware of sounds very yeah. Josh Whedon. I mean, it makes sense, but I was like, oh, I'm obviously I think in November he stepped down to another another showrunner now, HBO and him split and probably had something to do with some of the things that are going on oh, yeah. with him. Okay. But uh but yeah, I think he like the first episode he directed. Like I think it was November of last year, and the show's out now, so he probably got most of the first season done before he stepped down. So a lot of this show that is Josh Whedon, so it's like eighteen ninety four London, I think. Ah, okay. It's like Victorian X Men is what the trailer makes it seem like. Yeah. Except they're all women, right? Eighteen ninety six. They're mostly women. So there's this mysterious vessel that flies over London and you don't really know whether it's like human or it's like extraterrestrial or it's like who knows. And then it it like this material, like this gold flake material comes down and it gets absorbed in some people's skin, mostly women, mostly underclass. And it gives them like abilities and then sometimes it changes them in some ways. Um, and then the show is that a lot of them have taken refuge and it follows two main women characters and most of them have taken refuge in an orphanage and it follows these characters as they have a conglomerate in the orphanage. And then of course the upper class is very weary of these mostly women that have these abilities now and what they're going to do about it and blah, blah, blah. They call them the touched, which threw me off at first because I was like, that's like, wait, what happened to them? And I was like, oh, they're talking about the people that have been changed. It's like the touched. I was like, they, they were they touched? Like, I know they, they could have came up wrong. with a different term. Yeah, but uh, they're also called the change really or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but Pip Torrens plays one of the uh, the upper class people that are in charge in London. So this guy's real first name is Pip. 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 Mm-hmm. Pip. Pip. He plays Air Star in the show Preacher. Um, um, he was in The Force Awakens. Um, let's see. He's been in all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't. Because he's just an older, white, bald dude, Brit, and he's in so much stuff, you just pass right over him. The but he's a great actor, though. That's yeah. like synonymous with Brit, right? But, older, yeah. bald, white guy. Right. I, I really enjoyed the pilot of this show. Uh, mm. Critically, it's like 47%, and then but audience, it's 82 mm. So um, a lot of, from what of the critics I've read, I think they complained that it's like there's too much going on. There is a lot going on, but it, I, I, I thought that the first episode was a lot of fun, and I like the, I like the idea of the, of the show. And there's, there's a lot of characters that are, that are loosely introduced, but mostly it's the, the two women that it's following, one that's the, actually the head of the orphanage that, 
that uh, accepts and harvests the touched. The, so, the for serious, <laughs> serious yeah. question for you guys. Did I say harvest? I mean, harbor, harbors. It seems like, I mean, this is a made up statistic. I'm just putting it out there. Like 60, 70% of new shows, there's some component of somebody obtaining powers or supernatural element. Right. Are you guys getting burnt out? I, I'd say I'm, I'm kind of there, you know, like, Yes, they're kind of trying to rehash and capitalize on the superhero phenomena right. you know, that's been going on for the past twenty years. Right. But I, I am I'm getting fatigued, especially when like all the new content is kind of yeah. coming out, and a lot of the newer stuff is kind of I don't know. Maybe it has like a one season that's entertaining, but it kind of starts to fade off. I was just looking at the TV that I've been watching lately. Half of it, yes, is I'm watching four shows. Two of them are real life. TV shows and two of them are What We Do in the Shadows, Powers, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Invincible, which I wanted to bring up here shortly. But this show does not concentrate a lot on each individual's abilities. Um, it just is part of it. So you're not like you're like, oh, here's a character. Yeah. Look at their ability. But, here's a character. Look at their. But ability. It, but it, it's it's intertwined. It's but, yeah. but that's what they're going to put in the trailer to get you in. Right. Is the powers. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of it's going to have to do with the relationships of these characters yeah, and the other like, characters. Like but, The Walking Dead isn't yeah. about zombies. They're the backdrop, and it's about the relationships between the characters. So that's essentially the formula that everybody's been... Yeah. And Everyone's and, either a detective or they have superpowers. And yeah. uh, and like any HBO show, it's awesome to look at, of course. Um, yeah, the budgets are really good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of nudity, too. Um, Is there? I mean, Probably. there's a little... It's HBO, I mean, right? Like, it couldn't yeah, be on HBO. N- give me a number here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a one to Game of Thrones, what's the nudity content? Uh, Game of Thrones, that's a high threshold. Yeah, man. well, you gotta set the goal somewhere. Wait, I mean, one there. to Game of Thrones, like how many numbers are between one? Is it one then Game of Thrones? Because then <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a one, <laughs> yeah, on a scale of one to Game, to th- game you can't, of Thrones. Okay. You can't be like in a scale of Apple to eight. What would you like? Is there you gotta have like a, a finite scale here, Ian? It's mm-hmm. gotta be consistent. I like the Game of Thrones scale, mm-hmm. yeah. Game of Thrones is full on just like walking yeah. down the street. So, where's Game of Thrones 10? No, it's it. It's I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, I think it. it's you can't you can't elaborate. It's right. your own. It's your own scale. I mean, it's fine. Know. I'm gonna go with pie. Okay, mm, got yeah. it. So I'll, like give, a, it like, I'll give it like a basic instinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. All right. That's like that's a pretty high. That's pretty high on the yeah, scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hector, you said you wanted to bring up a show. Oh uh, no! Well, I Jason jumped up uh, to our next segment, uh, which is uh, well, I'm I'm calling crossing the streams, which is where we recommend streaming stuff oh, i thought you were gonna say P&E oh urinal. shit i better put my dick back in <laughs> i know i know i already had I'm it so out glad I, I explained it very quick there crossing the streams oh man so um we did trending topics at the beginning so just like news stories and whatnot i had a couple other ones in there but we'll we'll we could just push that back uh crossing the streams anything that can be streamed so netflix hbo max music i know um I know the uh, the uh, the offspring just dropped that new album. Yeah. I'm gonna shout out the title track is pretty sweet. It is. There's a song called uh, Bru- B- "Breaking Br- Breaking Bones." I think it's what it was. I really enjoyed that. A little bit, a little bit of filler. There's like they cover one of their own songs on this album. Yeah, they do the slow. They they did. I think because they do that a lot in the concerts, he sits down to piano and plays that song slowly. So I yeah. guess he decided he would publish that. 
do that. Uh, Army of One is one of my favorite songs off that uh, okay. that album. Uh, the more I listen to it, the more I like the whole thing. Um, even uh, the song "We Don't We Never Have Sex Anymore," which was like a song where it took me a while to kind of absorb. Is it speak to you, Jason? Uh, yeah, it sounds like a personal <laughs> journey. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, wait. But um, I was, but I was confused because I thought Dexter was talking to me, and I was like, "But we still have sex, Dexter." I don't understand. <laughs> like this song doesn't speak to me because it's just not true. You were over last Tuesday, yeah. So. But then you realize that that he's singing because he he doesn't want to anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just Jason. He wants to go back to. He was singing about yeah. how him and his wife. It's actually a foretelling. Yeah, it's what it is. It's it's telling oh, no. what's coming. Um, what's there, not coming, so the, to speak. There's a there's a cover of a old norwegian song on this album from 1875 in the hall of the mountain king yeah 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 offspring covers a song so not only do they cover one of their own songs in this album um but um they still have here here's here's what i was telling the guys at work the other day when it comes to uh taking a, a decade break okay you're, you're putting out albums you become a big name and then you decide to take 10 years off to write your next album and you, you finally drop your album where at the offspring that's where they're at now they just drop a new album after how long after he did like a bunch of I, impressive uh, shit in the lab right? when mm-hmm. did uh when did that la- was it 13 2013 i think okay was that it's, a, it's a long fucking time yeah. enough for you to be like when the fuck are they gonna or wow they just dropped an album I, you know i thought they had all died or whatever whatever like what you do is drop that new album Get over the fact that it's always going to be known as the album that finally they got around to, and then jump back into the studio and start making that second out al- that second album after the break. Yeah. Like, because I mean, I don't know. Tool did that where they just dropped an album after a decade. Like, what you do because there's no way around it. That album's going to be always known as the album of the comeback of you finally came back. Fucking jump onto it. I'm not saying that the next album needs to come out this year i'm saying another you know just put the effort that would you normally would a year and a half on a new album and then fucking get that momentum going you know um but uh but yeah uh this uh, despite the fact that it is going to be known as their album when they came back i think it's pretty it's pretty strong i think it's pretty good uh that song i can't has the opium and i can't remember exactly the name the opium song it sounds like it, it it comes like you could put it on one of the early albums, even like Smash, um, and just place it in there, and you wouldn't know the difference. They 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 use a variety of some of the. Are you hearing like feedback in your headphones? Maybe it's just me. They use a variety of their song styles from the past. So, Jason, as an Offspring fan, would you say the album holds true to Offspring, or is there definitely um, you can feel that they've aged a little bit and have kind of changed no. their tone? This, How many songs about oxygen tanks with wheels are there? <laughs> uh, two. Okay. They're no. This is them. This is them. Uh, like the song "We Never Have Sex Anymore" is unique in the way it's their style. It's just a, a unique take. Like it's something that you. I haven't quite heard from them. I don't know how to explain it because I'm not as it, musically it, it, inclined. It is, but it is atypical of yeah. what you would hear. Like, it, but it's not. But it's not completely atypical. They use atypical. They use things. Yeah, they use things that they do in songs, but it's just the way they put it together yeah. is different. Um, but the rest of the album, it, it's them. I mean, yeah. it's them, it, it so. starts out that way. Like, it's like, oh, the offspring. Like, you're not. Yeah, the 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 age hasn't. It's not so. 
like a parent. Like, I mean, of yeah. course they're they've been around. Fuck, man, keep them separated. I remember that summer I was fucking like sixteen or something like that. You could sneak some of these songs onto earlier albums and people wouldn't notice. Was um, the album itself cohesive? Like you listen to through? That yeah, theme? I would say so, right, Jason? Like, yeah. I mean, it had cohesive, co- yeah. Which you know, like, not you know, like from I don't. Matt might be able to speak to this. Like, you get your favorite artist, you follow their career. Some albums you can listen all the way through, and then some of them you just kind of like it. Kind of it's up and down. So I guess you know this whole album has a theme of uh, critique on modern the modern world. Mm-hmm. I would say throughout the whole thing, a lot of jams about Twitter, yeah, <laughs> and face masks mm-hmm. and Doctor Fauci. No, so where uh, where would you rank this album if you had to Ooh. rank it on? There. There's too many. Offspring has a shitload of albums. I wouldn't even know where to. Would you put it in their top five? It, it's too early to tell as well. I mean, not yet. No, I mean, if I listen to it more, I, I doubt it ever get there for me. Mm-hmm. Just give us like a like a grunt that kind of it tells us how you feel about From it. From a one to a Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, is it like a ugh? Or like a ugh? <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty good. Yeah, now I we mean, know. Yeah. That no, no, yeah. no, I. That's all you had to say. Yeah. Well, the whole freaking collection of I'm such an Offspring fan. Like everything they do, I like. So I mean, it, I'm not the greatest person to critique an Offspring album because if they continue to do things in the way that they do things, I enjoy it all. So, so you're telling ooh. me that you already put a review up like six months ago? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm it's not a, fi- it finally has been <laughs> redeemed. I've pretty much boycotted like iTunes reviews and things like that. So. On a scale of like James Hetfield on helium to James Hetfield on helium, how much does <laughs> I Dexter you were sound bring that like up. James Hetfield on helium? Uh, four point eight stars okay. out of five. <laughs> nice. I had to check. Yeah. Um, no, his voice hasn't changed hardly at all. <laughs> Has uh, anybody uh-huh. ever recorded like a I don't know like a well known artist put out like a troll album where it is just them singing on helium? <laughs> That would like I feel like that Isn't would that be dangerous? so dangerous. <laughs> that would yeah. be so awesome. Yeah. Like, like who do you want to die, Ian? Oh man, that would album. totally be worth it. Uh, speaking of helium, what? have you guys ever heard of sodium hexafluoride? Yes. It's it the is, opposite of it's helium. It's the opposite of helium. It's this super heavy gas. There's some great clips of like late night TV shows. There might even be one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Uh, and it makes you like comically low. Huh. Like comically Weird. low. But it's also super dangerous oh. because helium floats out of your lungs. Oh, yeah. This I, stuff pools in your lungs. Yep. And you have to like lay down to get it out. It's just absurd. It, yeah. The, the, when you call it a heavy gas, that is a literal term. <laughs> yeah. That boy got some heavy gas. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Stifler and Will Ferrell, didn't, wasn't there a movie, uh, Old School, I think? I or, love Old School. Where he gets shot somebody, in the neck. Is, that, the, is that what they're, because his voice gets all It weird. sounds like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did anybody help have anything else for crossing the streams? Don't cross the streams, but I, oh, there's a oh god, there's no. a new Netflix show. I don't know. It's like a high fantasy concept. I was wondering if anyone has watched something Bone Shadow Bone. Oh, I saw that pop up. I tried to get Kelly to watch it the other night. She's like, No, I'm like, Oh, I want to. <laughs> I right away. I, the, <laughs> no, I, I need to look more into it because it's one of those. This is the thing with Netflix. It could either be like okay or like um one of those like shitty teen things yeah yeah but it yeah, looks you're, cool you're right though there's times i'm like oh yeah netflix so has a really now. high proportion of that oh that's what it's called the young adult novels that like yeah, yeah. um hunger games-esque right. except hunger games was actually pretty good but 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 yeah. there's like a thousand versions it spawned, of that yeah. yeah right um that was like the hunger games was the start of like the survivalist uh genre i feel like after that that's when all those 
survival games came out, you know. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, for video games, uh-huh. for sure, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, video games would count streaming. And anything downloadable yeah. or streaming. Oh, I got a be... lot to talk about that. All right. Uh, so it came out two or three years ago, I think, but I finally wrapped around to playing the second Doom game, Doom Eternal. It's so good. I heard, I heard like, that. Yeah. Was, yeah. The, the Doom revival games are... I was trying to explain it to my wife, and I realized I don't think I can. But it's like when you finish playing, you feel like you just ate like a handful of Adderall because you're you're on such high alert because the game is just like balls to the wall, nitro, 100 miles yeah. an hour the whole time. And like you have to be, it's difficult, very difficult. So you have to be like laser focused. And then you walk upstairs to like cook dinner or something and your eyes are like darting around the room and like it takes a while to come back down so where's the plot of where's the the this doom game take place is it in a place called credence clearwater why would it be because it's a revival doom revival oh my god ian (laughs) did you swap body no that's a serious it's a serious serious question though like is this still in the whole like isn't it like was it mars or whatever uh yes it's very referential to the one of the cool things they did is like video games today have like just these like super detailed plots and like espionage and and like lore and then this game was like Doom invented first person genre. There wasn't much more of a story than guy kills monsters. Right. So they really like they give you some lore and they do a little world building, but it's well, really just like guy kills monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some strippers in there. Yeah. No, that's Duke, Duke Nukem. No, that's Duke Nukem. That's right. You're <laughs> no, right. No, but right. like literally, Shit. the character you are's name is Doom Slayer. You he never says any words, and his only motivation is to kill demons. And there's kind of like. Uh, a plot that revolves around him, but you're just like this force of nature and everyone's just like trying to get out of your way and you just fucking plow through the uh. game and just murder everything. Do you remember? Did you watch the movie the with The Rock? The Doom movie? Oh, it was so bad. It was awful. Yeah. They tried they tried the first person or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, point God. of view. Holy from that. It was so bad. I would love to watch that scene again. That's worked in a few movies, though. Recently. There was a movie where they did it entirely. Yeah. That has way. anyone watched that yes, movie? It was okay. I've seen parts okay. of it. What the yeah. fuck what, was that what called? What was that called? I know what you're talking about. Hair, something, like something some Harry. Hardcore or Henry. Henry. Hardcore Henry. Oh, no. Henry. Yes. Hardcore Harry would be the porn version of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the second part of the Doom thing is the music in that game is unbelievable okay and this composer mick gordon it's the song unbelievable yeah unbelievable Um, mick gordon he's done so much cool work mostly for video games but uh this is like a little in the weeds but there's this um if you google his name mick gordon doom soundtrack he does like this hour-long lecture at this games development conference about his like thought process and like if you don't know a lot about music production, a lot of it will probably go over your head. But it's super interesting how innovative what he did is. Like, you listen to the soundtrack, you're like, this is just some killer metal riffs and stuff. But, like, what he did, no one's ever done. And it's really super original and cool. So, he, uh, to check I, out. I looked up his name in my uh, music app, and uh, uh, the soundtrack for Prey came up. So, I guess he's done a lot of music. For it's all video games. game yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all really cool stuff. Yeah. So, do you get like the Tetris effects when you go to sleep? Then? <laughs> oh no! You can't. Like, you gotta, like, you, you cannot go to sleep play. after okay. you play yeah. that game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have had, you had uh, Doom dreams then from it, or you... no? I haven't been dreaming a lot lately, so I've what? had I've had Call of Duty dreams before, where yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a map, fun, yeah. Yeah. You wake up, you're like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> How upscaled are the graphics of this? 
Oh, I'm sure they're. Oh yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a modern okay. like, yeah. game. Yeah, I think just I... watch a couple clips of it because yeah. what the clips will do is just fucking blast the music on full volume, and you'll just see like zombies or uh, zombies too, but demons like physically torn in half mm-hmm. like long ways okay. and you're like ah, i get what this game yeah, is i was gonna say you had me at heavy metal yeah riffs. you need like 30 seconds of footage to be like i fully understand what this <laughs> game is uh yeah. i had i had something for streaming but uh unless you guys had anything else oh to, go ahead Hector. No. um jason i uh um you're way ahead of me on it, even though I recommended this show to you. Mm-hmm. I'm only a couple episodes in. Invincible, which is uh, Robert Kirkman's ah. uh, newest show. Robert Kirkman, the creator of the Walking Dead comic book, um, had another comic called Invincible about a teenager named Mark Grayson. who's a normal teenager, except for the fact that his father, Nolan, is the most powerful superhero on the planet. Shortly after Mark's 17th birthday, Mark begins to develop powers of his own and enters into his father's tutelage um so uh the first episode starts it's on um amazon prime <clears throat> it's and they release them once a week I, I take it right yeah i think so yeah, i think they're like the, they did the thing where like two or three released at once okay. and then every week so this is animated i know the walking dead is uh, live action but uh this this show is animated and it's produced by seth rogan and his partner, um, Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Um, they're also working on the live-action movie separate from this TV show. Are they going to be like in you? Are they going to be related? In you? I don't know how much there's going to be related, but they're working on them as, as separate entities. One's the full-blown movie adaptation, and then this is the uh, serialized TV show. And... Um, so, um, I've never read the comic, but I know enough about it over the years because it just ended a couple years back, I mean, two years ago, the comic book. And it had been going for for years. Um, so, I knew peripherally some stuff about the comic. More, more just the art style and, and stuff like that. And I knew it was kind of like a Spider-Man-esque kind of superhero where it's a teenager dealing with teenager shit, but also with superpowers. So... Peter Parker is usually dealing with girlfriends, girlfriends and, and whatnot, but also fighting supervillains. So that's kind of what you're getting here. So the first, the first episode, I'm not gonna. This isn't gonna ruin it for you. This is actually gonna entice anyone listening to this. Is I'm watching the first episode, and I'm like, and it's holding my attention, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, origin story is cool, interesting characters. J.K. Simmons plays does the voice of the dad. Stephen Yoon, who uh, was in Minari, which is the, one of the movies from the Oscars, um, he's also he was in The Walking Dead, right? Like he got ceremon- unceremoniously yeah. taken out from The Walking Dead um, in, in the story, not from the actor from the show. But um, Stephen Yoon plays Mark Grayson, the main character. So I'm watching this, and I'm pretty uh, pretty engaged. And then the credits come up at the end, and I, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was thinking, wait a minute. I remember the comic being ultra violent, just fucking insanely violent guts, people getting decapitated, people's heads getting squished, graphically violent in the comic. So a couple of seconds into the uh, credits, it goes back to a scene, to a, a, a Marvel style credit scene. I think it had two of them, right? 
I think it had like a quiet little credit scene with one of the characters. And then the second credit scene, it all just yeah. all hell breaks loose, dude. It went from like zero to 60 like like that, like just crazy violent. Like what you can imagine with superheroes, but like the boys, I guess, kind of. I haven't watched the boys yet, but like would be comparable. Over the top. Uh, this is probably be more gore. More? Than the okay, boys. yeah. There's some gore stuff within the boys, but yeah, this, uh, I think this is probably. I saw, I saw this on Corridor Crew. Because okay. they do like an animators react where they like oh, play cool. animated clips. Oh. And uh, the clip starts and I'm like, I've, I think I may have seen the tile on Amazon or something. And it's like very colorful. It looks like a children's cartoon yeah, yeah. style like we would have grown up on. Yes, like, superhero exactly, show. exactly. And then they play the clip and it was crazy violent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of want to check this out now. Yeah. Is the show like uh, it? So because of like a lot of adult swim type content like my brain associates like hyper violent brightly colored cartoons with comedy this isn't that okay. i know what you're saying you're right though i mean there is like kind of a trope yeah like on, if, on on adult swim yeah. there's a lot of shows like squid billies and whatnot or if anyone ever watched the show super jail it was about <laughs> like this super jail and the, every single episode ends with the last 10 minutes is just everyone in the prison getting murdered <laughs> it's like i don't know why that was a thing but crazy yeah Th- this this has some comedy in it but it's not a comedy like okay. no uh jason give us your thoughts on uh, on this show oh, or try to sell it to... i really like this show i i ended up going all the way through i'm like six episodes in now i think there's seven out right now mm-hmm. or maybe eight once this will be eight i think once this episode airs but um yeah i i mean I'm, I'm completely sold on it the story is, it, uh, is good the animation's good the animation reminds me i was telling hector that reminds yeah. me of like um somewhere between the late 90s early 2000s like an upscaled version of that of like a, a cartoon you would see yeah a hand-drawn cartoon you'd see and uh um that drew me in the characters drew me in the care the uh the voice cast yeah the voice cast is really good it's got a stellar cast in it um so Created by Robert Kirkman, Seth Rogen, and Evan Goldberg, but the voice cast is Stephen Yoon, Sandra Oh, J.K. Simmons, Zachary Quinto, Jillian Jacobs, Jason Manzukas, Walton Goggins. Um, let's see who else here. I'll have to say when Mark, Jason, Mark Hamill, Zazie Beats. Yeah, I'll have to say when I first heard Jason Manzukas' voice come out of the one of the characters, it fucked me up for a minute. Yeah, his, vo- <laughs> his voice is so like he's uh yeah he's great uh g- going back to what we we're talking about um uh, S- sasha baron cohen um in the dictator jason manzoukas was in the dictator with sasha baron cohen and unless you guys can think of some uh, two other people but like when it comes to improv like those two guys are oh, like sure. killer mm-hmm. jason manzoukas is one of the fastest improvs that i've ever seen and then to see them with Sasha Baron Cohen, it's insane. Just seeing like the behind the scenes stuff of them riffing, doing improv. Uh, but yeah, it did throw me off too hearing mm-hmm. his voice coming through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it shows uh, a nice surprise because um, yeah, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, like, I was trying to I was trying to give some sort of de- analysis of it without giving something away. But yeah, I I think that the story arcs, the character development is it's good like it's it's really good the whole show is good the animation's good the story arcs are good the yeah. characters are good the voices are good like every i i don't really don't have much bad to say about the show is it as good as uh baja blast with two breakfast contrap supremes <laughs> nothing is as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> send that send that bar high That's there um, 
I did have one other TV mm-hmm. show I wanted to bring yeah. up. It's um, obviously not out yet, but they did release some of the uh, production numbers for Amazon's uh, Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Um, so they're estimating the show is going to cost for season one four hundred sixty-five yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Which is insane. I don't. How do you even make money back on that? <laughs> <laughs> for something that's streaming, yeah. I mean, I guess you just assuming that. It's going to be such a big hit that people are going to watch it for. 10, I was a. Uh, it's going to have ads. Ian. I had heard somebody brought this the same conversation up. Uh, uh, actually, more concerned with streaming and in particular Amazon Prime because the Lord of the Rings show is going to be put out by Amazon Prime, or they're going to be pimping it. Um, Amazon Prime, the streaming service. You, I wonder how many people going to Amazon Prime to look for something to, to watch end up buying something from Amazon on the way there or on the way out. Like I'm where you wouldn't get that at Netflix or HBO max or, but it's kind of separate. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Right. Right. You're not necessarily right. I hear you. That's a genius idea. Why are they not doing that? Can you get the Amazon streaming service without prime? But no, that's the thing. So to Hector's, yeah, to Hector's argument though, if you're buying Amazon prime, then you are likely to start buying their products. So I think, so what I think is each of these streaming services has had like a little piggy bank that they've just been, they're, they're planning on losing money on something. Yes. Um, to get, cause they're now they're all fighting over people. Yeah. So if you, if you throw a huge wad of cash at something, knowing that, that the show is not going to maybe make the show itself, maybe not going to make its budget back, but you're going to pull a bunch of people. Right. Yeah. It's almost like an advertising investment because you're going to pull people in that are big fans of the Lord of the Rings franchise that maybe not otherwise used Amazon and maybe stay because right. they start ordering stuff and it's so convenient. It's like one or two days shipping and oh my God. I guess you're right. It's like a lost leader thing for Amazon then. And we know that modern society fucking sucks because part of the goal, you know, in every like exec office is, so some people will forget to cancel their subscriptions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's just like, I think every subscription service factors that into their budget. They're like, we need to just get like 15% of people to forget that they use our service and then we'll make all this free money. So I think, I think you're right, Matt, where it's like Netflix did that before Disney Plus and, and HBO Max and all these other big dogs kind of joined the party where Net, Netflix for a good stretch was just making every fucking show they possibly could because they knew what was coming. Um, I think they shot themselves in the foot too by making so much content that like you couldn't even decipher whether it was yeah. good or not. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah, speaking that they won't run ads in it. Don't worry, Ian. <laughs> speaking of ads though, can I say a quick fuck you to Warner Brothers and the CW Why and their goddamn app? So I watched the pilot episode of Swamp Thing and I was like, oh, I'll just download because I was like in front of a TV. I was getting ready to go to sleep. I was like, I'll just download the app and watch the pilot episode of Swamp Thing on that. Holy fucking shit. It was like half commercials, the runtime. I could not believe. I've never you watched your childhood. I could not. No, <laughs> there's more commercials than you what you would see on TV. It was like you know you could see at the bottom there's like little bars and then you can tell where the commercials are. You can't do anything about it in this. You can't fast forward past them. It was like I saw an iPhone commercial for a purple iPhone maybe six times while watching this pilot episode. 
like just yeah. repeats the same commercial. Oh well, it, that <laughs> one that one repeated a lot. There was a lot of di- I was a, I was amazed how many different commercials there were, except for the iPhone one played every fucking time. And then there was like pet food and and uh, gum. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was a a woman with a pubic razor for a woman's pubic <laughs> razor commercial. I was like, I didn't. It was well, at least there was you know, something the, you could buy. You know, yeah. the the problem yeah, yeah. there is like you can tell that that Jason's household. Like it doesn't know what to suggest because there's just too much well, going on. It's like, it's like uh, the kid shit a dog again. It, an it's on. And I liked the pilot episode of Swamp Thing. It has like a thriller horror feel to the DC. Like it's different, you know. Um, it's still kind of Warner Brothers ish, is the CW ish, but um, it's it is definitely different because it is it has a horror feel feel not film feel to the show. Um, without like giving anything, but the pilot episode is the origin of Swamp Thing. I mean, that's not giving anything away. You would expect that. So is the Swamp Thing on this tradition to the movies where it's like ultra violent and intense? We, yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't got ultra violent. I remember in like the say. movies where he like dips his guys. I mean, hand you're gonna in, like, you're fryer. gonna see some you're gonna see some crazy shit, and you're gonna see some people die. Obviously, if I'm saying it's got a horror feel to it, so. Yeah, I mean, this, this show ended right though, right? It's it canceled. Yeah, it got canceled because why of budgetary reasons. It? It, it got like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, oh, me and Jason a... were looking at this at work the other day because he brought it up, and I was like, I've never heard of this show. It was on. I'm pretty sure it was on that DCU uh, streaming. That's service. what happened to it. Yeah, before and Warner Brothers. B- before yeah. and then before HBO Max absorbed everything. Um, and then I think like a year like in 2019 it was on their streaming service, and then I think in 20 it aired once on CW. Huh, that's crazy. It has like an eighty nine percent, and it was canceled. That's yeah, nuts. and yeah. they and I think from what I and I, I don't know if this is absolutely true, but from what I understand from reading, it had a lot to do with money. Um, and I guess it was going to cost them millions. That they I had all these like sets and costumes and all the shit they put in the show, and it was going to cost them millions just to store this stuff. And they didn't know when they were going to start to store like the yeah. swamp sets. Yeah, and they didn't know when they were going to be able to start filming on the show again. So they decided, well, we're just going to cancel it, and oh. that's what they did. And then HBO Max, when they absorb, when they started getting these the shows and stuff, I supposedly HBO Max started contemplating, well, can we bring it back for a season two? And they started investigating that. And the last time I heard, they kind of dropped it for now, and actually are thinking, well, maybe we'll just. With what we saw in this one, it can be successful and good. Maybe we'll just do our own version and just start over again. Uh, so, but I haven't. But I, I know HBO Max is still thinking about bringing Swamp Thing because of the show. Because the show's, do you I think mean, you'll pretty good? You'll watch the season? Yeah, I'm gonna watch the whole okay. thing. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna try to uh, download it uh, from my TV, my direct TV, so hope that I don't watch 30 minutes uh, of the ads uh, during the. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god! They gotcha. And that's the thing. It's like I was like, I really want to watch this. It's like I am enjoying this. <laughs> Do you and think then, you're like emotionally invested in Purple iPhone? Oh, Do you think, I, think so. his wife I can I... play the fucking commercial back in my head right now. I can tell you what happens where it starts. There's like all this liquid stuff, and then it comes away, and there's this iPhone. And so it's is purple. it like it's like a lab experiment that turned Purple iPhone into the Swamp yeah, Thing? Yeah, it's what mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah. A radioactive iPhone. There you go. Oh, there you go. Got bit by a radioactive oh, man. iPhone. Yeah. Um, did we want to talk? Uh, we are kind of getting close to about an hour there. Um, we got Captain America. And we Winter can wrap Soldier. up. Yeah, yeah, we can wrap up Marvel's most boring TV yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would probably yes. Uh, were you? I'm sorry, Jason. Were you done with them? Um, 
No, yeah, that's okay. fine. We can move on. That's fine. I mean, there's only one other MCU TV show to compare it to, right? Yeah. Officially. But yeah. this is definitely the most boring MCU so, TV uh, show. So, I think, I mean, I, I feel like you guys were in the same boat or I was where it was just because it had the MCU label on it. I wasn't that excited about it in the first place. Um, I, I feel like this... So, when I was talking about Wanda, WandaVision and I was... I concluded that it was the origin story, not for Wanda Maximoff, but for the Scarlet Witch. I feel like this is what this is for this Captain America. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's we've seen um, Falcon in the other movies, and we saw he was a soldier and uh, got involved with Steve Rogers and his crew of Avengers, and became an Avenger and helped save the world or whatever. So we saw the Falcons. Um, origin, I guess, or Sam Wilson's origin, and then this is like the origin for Falcon, Captain America, and is um, it Falcon America, Captain Falcon, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. I like this last episode, but if this was the entire season, was this one episode? I'd have been, I like, there's some. Here's the other weird thing. There is supposed to be. Uh, a subplot with the villain. There was a lot of reshoots and rewriting. Ah, I can kind of see. Yeah, because there was a lot of like there was a character that had died from the group of bad pe- uh, bad guys, Mama something or other that comes back. That would be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> right. With the rewrite, <laughs> like they didn't even they notice it in editing. <laughs> so the 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 evil the flag smashers or whatever they were. Yeah, they were supposed to be involved with some kind of like terrorist plot with a with a deadly virus that gets loose on the planet which oh that's why they had to re mm. redo the entire fucking season so that's why stuff seems kind of like off. I don't, why do they do that though because that would make it more interesting like yes it's kind of you know like yeah. on the on the nose but they, but they were they were filmed they were working on this yeah. during the, the we were in the thick of it like it was in the middle of last year mm. when they were Still People working like on fucked it. up shit. I mean, like, I don't just let it go. Yeah, but that, but that was their reasoning for it. That's why some stuff, like, yeah, the Flag Smashers, they were at a funeral of somebody that had died, and that character's name kept be, mm-hmm. being brought up, but we never saw the person. I was like, that's strange. And I could never, I can, like, they were trying to make those characters, those sma- Flag Smashers, like, interesting characters for you to follow. I never, I was like, yeah. They're just like throwaway villains in the yeah. Marvel universe. The, the only person they really developed out of this was the the girl, the leader of the Flag Smashers, and they spent enough time on her. Where I was telling Matt, it's like uh, we were saying, like either a she's gonna become something more significant, or b she's just gonna die as the end result yeah. of this whole show. And you know, she was died. a that actress was uh in Solo. Uh, the Star Wars movie with Harrison, well, not Harrison Ford, but the yes, she was part of the, the Infest Nest or something. Yes, like yes, she was the leader of that group actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get her to become a big actress. Yeah, uh, she plays good leaders. But but I genuinely don't remember what happened. Did she get arrested? Did she die? Yeah, she. Uh, and spoiler <laughs> alerts for anyone wanting to watch the show that we're mm-hmm. we're doing a great job trying to get people to watch. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I this this is this is just keeping us keeping some MCU till Loki till Loki or the movies. Yeah. yeah, Loki does look genuinely interesting in the in a like in a, in the way that this never did. Like I remember seeing the trailers for this, I was like, okay, action stuff, 
you know, which the action in this was really good in this last episode. Um, one of the notes that I took was um, that, like the Captain America movies, like Winter Soldier and Civil War, and and this particular uh, season finale, like Captain America movies should feel like the dark the the Dark Knight in tone, right? Like where sure you're in a superhero universe, but when you watch the Dark Knight, it felt very much like a more grounded and there's like weight to the punches and like it's yeah very like yeah. yeah in the same way the winter soldier felt right. that way yeah so um uh, uh another and i'll let you guys jump into here in a second but uh when captain falcon assumes that the lady in the helicopter uh well first he he tries to figure out who who can fly because he's trying to save the people on the helicopter and he sends Red Wing, the little uh, mm. reconnaissance, little uh, drone little, that like, he has. Uh, whatever the plot requires. This right. Yeah. And then like Dumbo's inside. And then the little thing gives Dumbo a feather. And then all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then it can tell who can fly out of the <laughs> yeah. hostages yeah, yeah. on and the helicopter. Like, he can fly. He can fly. He can fly. So. Uh, right? Remember that part again? I do. Yeah. So he, he figures out with reconnaissance who out of, out of the hostages can fly. But then the part that I couldn't suspend this release for is that like he texts her and then yeah. and then tells her to put on her earbuds the texting i can get along with but you're assuming everyone on the planet has earbuds in their pockets ready to go i and like how she's on the phone with him and then he gets completely fucked and like yeah. blows up and goes underwater and she's just like calmly waiting for him to come back yeah <laughs> yeah are you there hello yeah uh, She's like, I don't have your butts. I've got my beats by Dre. Yes. <laughs> like, I seem to have lost you, Mr. Falcon, sir. You guys have a... You guys I have two in, yeah. major comments. Blah, 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 blah. One, the Falcon America suit is fucking stupid. Oh, wow. It, 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 Fight it, me about no, it. No, no. It's a little puffy in no, areas? it's all the head that I hate. Okay. I've always hated Falcon's goggles. I think they're re- oh, really the, bad. And they, um, like, angle upwards and don't fit his face it, very it, well. It's... it's remarkably accurate to the comic I'm sure that's yeah. exactly what that's it is. What they were and the real Falcon. But like how it comes up the sides of his head mm-hmm. and then the goggles come across and then the top is just completely nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. I hate his costume so much. <laughs> that's a very 90s thing. I, Cyclops had the same thing in the 90s where he had this whole face mask thing. But, but he had like flopped. nice hair coming out of it. Yeah, like yeah. part of the reason the actor has such short hair it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um... You had, you had oh, more. the second part is uh, I don't have any problem with the whole kind of race thing they do where mm-hmm. can Captain America be black, but it feels like it was focus tested and they're like only 10% of the content can focus on this. And it, there's no like overarching thing through each episode where he's constantly battling with this, what whether Captain America should be black. It's like yeah. it, it comes in at the very beginning and yeah. then they like they're like, okay, we can allocate one minute here. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. just feels like not it like it wasn't organically written. Yes, yeah. Which mm-hmm. I prefer yes. I, I think we all would prefer the organic version like, version of that rather than the uh yeah, the uh, There's like four scenes scattered throughout in just miscellaneous places and there's yeah. no ties between anything. Yeah. It's just four distinct different it, scenes. It, it hurts the message that you're trying to get across if it feels that way. Yeah, if it doesn't it just feel felt like the they got a room full of people and yeah. then like market tested it. Yeah. I got I got a hot take for you guys. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So I watched four episodes. 
and I'm never going to watch those. <laughs> oh, see, I got Ian on last time. I was like, you should just stop watching. <laughs> was, uh, yeah. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm it's it, it. It, was fi- it was fine. The, it was the last two episodes are actually my favorite yeah. of the whole show. Yes, I would agree. The last two episodes were the best. I just don't know if Google, I can. You should yeah. Google his dumbass costume. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've done this before where I'm like, you know what? I'm on the fence to watch this. I probably won't. I'll read the Wikipedia page, and I'll go and read the entire movie via Wikipedia page. But, uh, Jason, you had some stuff there. Are you actually Googling his dumbass costume? That's what I Matt told so. you to go do. Don't Google anything else. Just Google his dumbass <laughs> costume. Wait, so he... But a picture of you shows up. <laughs> oh, Wait, well, so there is like a Falcon America in the comics? That's the thing, yes, yeah. yeah. I, I was uh, just praising Mar- uh, the MCU for this. They, they've... Um, they, they've... Oh, like... He becomes Captain America after Steve Rogers. That tracks like just about every major storyline in the MCU has been like a Jane Foster is going to be Thor in the next movie. That happened in the books. So they've uh, they've. um, I don't know. I don't I don't hate it. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like, yeah, yeah, you never watched that American Gladiator show. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) That's supposed to be you're really selling it. I mean, he looks like a roided up 90s beefcake. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So that's my era. You know, (laughs) yeah, you know, what was really good in this was uh, Daniel Brühl, the Zemo. I think he was entertaining in this. Yeah. Oh, that was a thing that got me. This show does that thing where they're like kind of hoping you're following the action more than the plot mm-hmm. but how did he end up on that prison when the whole point was the wakandans wanted him right yeah because <laughs> he was uh he wasn't on the ra- yeah he was yeah. on the raft. Right, 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 right yeah yeah because he was the- at a prison before and then he ends up on the raft right. at the end of this yeah yeah that doesn't make any <laughs> sense yeah well he well the the way he ends up in that prison is the Wakandas don't get them. He get him though. He gets a, he gets taken in by someone else. No, so why he, would they... he gives he hands him off to the Wakandans. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, at the end. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but then there's this. Oh, at the very oh, end, there's a scene oh, where he's on the okay. raft, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. how the fuck? Did, why wouldn't they either one kill him, which is what was heavily implied was mm-hmm. going to happen, mm-hmm. or two, does Wakanda not have any prisons? Being the most high tech country in the world, they probably have the best prison. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For especially for yeah, you see um, the resemblance. Dude, it is a hundred percent. I, you guys, forget whatever name he has on the show. His his new name for the full duration of his MCU existence is American Gladiator. <laughs> um, the other part that a little one critique is uh, the U.S. agent. Like that fucking storyline was all over the fucking place. Yeah. Like at the end there, he gets redemption somehow. I like easily, like kind of redemptive. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that character really at all. Well, that was the point. But then, yeah. like even even with knowing that that he wasn't supposed to be likable, like I was like, what's the fucking point? Like, what was the point of bringing that character in? Mm-hmm. Well, even making him like a gray character where he's not really yeah. good or bad, I still didn't enjoy him. Is yeah. he just a plot device? They needed, I guess, to to have somebody be Captain America instead of Sam Wilson. Because they like, they mm-hmm. they build him up in the beginning to be this guy that has like these like hard set morals, right? And then all of a sudden he doesn't, and then all of a sudden he does, but he doesn't. <laughs> but then 
he go he gets really angry and and does really stupid shit when his friend dies, but then he's fine. And then I I don't know I just don't know what the hell's going on with this. <laughs> and guy. then also now he has a super soldier serum like. Yeah, and then like, he ends gonna, up with it. We're going to lose track of who has a super the, I loved the, like, it's kind of got, like, a spy thriller thing. They're kind of chasing down this, like, elusive group. And the whole show consisted of a guy in a fucking bright-ass Captain America yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his little buddy in a bright-ass costume just running around alleys in this town like, oh, you're being real secretive there, bud. You're going to find him <laughs> out. <laughs> like, hello, I am Captain America. Where are the bad guys? <laughs> Um, a redemptive part of this last episode was the song at the end I liked. It was a Curtis Harding song called On and On. I thought it was really good. And the uh, bromance between Bucky and Sam Wilson that was, and the Falcon. They have is, good chemistry. Yes, they do. Yeah, that, that was a good part of the show. I agree. Well, that was of the episodes I watched. I enjoyed them kind of conversing with each other. Yeah, I, I, their relationship story arc worked well mm-hmm. in the show. There are some thing, few things that worked well in the show. Yeah. Yeah, another... Uh, the show's just so disjointed. The first episode has Bucky like, I killed this guy's son. Mm-hmm. He like goes, he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell him. And then they're like, fuck that plot line. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. like the last like 30 seconds of the show, they're like, oh, remember that thing that we forgot about? Well, we remembered it. Yeah. And then Which I really that. like that dark aspect yeah. of him coming to terms with like it what literally a doesn't person. show do you, up which, until the last do you, episode. Do you think part of these problems with you're talking about the storylines weren't actually like well done all the way through is the six episodes or is it the now that you're talking about reshoots like in rewrites like that's what it feels like more than anything like because when you have a show with like a big plot like in the middle like there's a disease or whatever you can have like a good idea at the end and the beginning and then tie it together with this disease plot right if you just pull all the guts out of the middle and keep the beginning and the end suddenly it doesn't feel right at all so one of the critiques that i think that probably happened was you know some of like the plot and the interesting subplots and the character development gets pulled from people saying that you know like oh well um you know the previous show didn't have enough action and now they're like we need more action yeah so that's like this show is gonna so they pulled that stuff out longer action scenes which yeah i don't know i mean like i like action but there wasn't there too much of a. There thing. wasn't a lot of substance. I, I I liked some of the messages the show had, regardless of how it did it, but there wasn't a lot of substance. It was literally these. There's okay now. There's these super soldiers. Okay now they're angry because half the world was gone and now they lost their place. Now they're out doing fucked up shit and killing people. Where now we've stopped them. She's dead. We had this U.S. agent and it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares about the refugees? There's no one fighting for them anymore. I, yeah, I would happen true. to argue that because we're now so desensitized to um, like, oh, wow, it's a cool superhero fight scene. There's a bajillion cool superhero fight scenes. I would argue that more people now want a good story. They've built this world mm-hmm. out. Use what you've built yeah. and make cool plots, character development mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, that is what I want They see. didn't make the super soldiers very interesting. I, I think the, the girl that led them, I think she did a good job acting wise but they i mean they try they kind of developed your character but not really like but it was a little uh, messy yeah yeah i mean i i enjoyed her as an actress in this show but the storyline for her and her group was just just kind of blah really yeah. i mean even though wandavision was quirky and weird i still liked that better just because it was original and, and new yeah. and it was interesting and yes when i was watching the episodes i was maybe a little bit bored at times but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, reflecting yeah. on it now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, at least that was original yeah. new. This, and... this one kept my interest, but I was getting nothing out of it, <laughs> what, <laughs> it seemed. So what are the thoughts on Agent Carter now becoming Oh, yeah, that was a weird, too. Ba- like, antagonist? Yeah. So now she's a double, double agent or something? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like, she's, like, a, a, a crime boss in, in Madripoor. Yeah. But she's also been brought back in she's been reinstated in, in, now in she's gonna US. use it to yeah that'll keep it interesting but that's just weird. that was that that was a weird one a little convoluted um i like that actress and i like that character but now that character is like well i'm wondering where that character is going to pop up again because they just they there's i don't know how they, they they are working on a captain america 4 script i don't know that can just die on the vine but like they got the writers of this show <laughs> Which isn't very promising yeah. <laughs> uh, for a Captain America four with Sam Wilson as. Yeah, I so. mean, to to be fair, the show wasn't bad. It no, just had, no. You, when you compare it, because what you have to do is you have to compare it to all its companions, mm-hmm. and the bar is set pretty high with a lot of its companions. But if they can't mm-hmm. nail down, you know, a good plot storyline and pull yeah. together within like six episodes, how yeah. the hell are they gonna do that in a movie? That's only well, two. Well, and maybe they did have that but they had the rewrites and the whatnot you, and the, you, uh, yeah so um what i what this i'd like to see another captain america a well done captain america movie another one um but uh uh yeah it's like it's not as exciting as when the winter soldier came out and and those two writers the russo brothers who did the winter soldier like got greenlit the sequel to that one immediately because they like Marvel was so confident. They're like, oh, fuck, we got these new guys that haven't done an MCU movie before, but they just did this one, and we're going to give them a sequel, and they're going to do the Avengers movies. That was exciting. This, I'm like, man, like, I, I'd like to see it, but I'd want it to kick ass as much as The Winter Soldier and uh, uh, Civil War did, but as uninter- hard to tell. Yeah, as uninteresting as the antagonists, the Flag Smashers, were, their cause was very interesting, but not a lot of time was spent on it. Like where they where they talked about, I mean, they they spent time talking about it. Where people were, uh, basically miss like uh, out like they they had homes, and then people came back and they wanted their own homes back. So people were put out of their jobs of the homes they put during the the uh, the snap and everything. So we how can we didn't spend, blip the blip? Sorry, the well, how can we didn't spend any time actually developing that story and seeing any of that? Because we didn't really, did we see much of the actual struggle at all? We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been interesting to see, yeah. like the what, I like agree. what, like maybe a little bit of the backstory of what these people went through. Like because that's like character development, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's interesting shit to me. I, I I think people like to see that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. they yeah, but that kind of stuff doesn't punch people in the face. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean these were bad guys, but they weren't bad guys, so to speak. You know what I mean? And those some of those bad guys make the best bad guys. Oh yeah, a relatable bad guy that yeah. has at least an interesting well, kind of a, like rationale behind it totally. That was kind of Z- Zemo was kind of that cuz his family died in Sokovia right. and whatnot. And yeah. Thanos is the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. he he has he, How about that guy from Thor the Dark World, huh? Oh. <laughs> the the elf? Elf? Yeah. What was his name? The, dar- the, the dark Lord Elfo. Dark the Dark Elfo. <laughs> I can really relate to the Dark Elf. I think, yeah, I find him, yeah. Definitely. Praise be to the Dark Elf. I mean, if he was here right now, I feel like we'd go out for coffee and we'd have a lot to talk about mm. and really relate and become besties right mm-hmm. away. Um, Sounds like a little bit of a man crush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's a sucker for elf crush. He's, he's a sucker for blue skin. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. So we gave it kind of like a. I give it a plus. Middling kind of yeah. Plus what Matt said. Yeah. Um, that was it. Was it was fine. It's so like could, a diet Baja Blast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gross. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we do have a respite between um, Marvel shows because I don't think um, Loki comes out for another month or two, something like that. Another month, I think. I think in June. You got a whole month to watch those fifth and sixth episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that looks way more. That that looks like out of all the trailers for these TV shows, Marvel, that one looks the most interesting. So we'll have to see. Um, but uh, yeah, I, um, I think we're going to wrap it up unless you guys yeah. had anything else. I hope right away in uh-huh. and, and the first episode of Loki, they make a reference to episode six of Falcon the Women's Soldier. Yeah, and it's crucial information. <laughs> and it's crucial to the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. I have two quick things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, it's just not my thing. Yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was visually cool. Yeah. And two, y'all got to watch Attack on Titan. I'm like Attack on Titan. Two episodes away from the finale. That show is what season? How many seasons? I've watched the first season. Four. I think. There's four seasons. Yeah. I'm way behind. Dude, it does this thing that oh, I don't want to really spoil it either. Where's where's where I heard, that? I heard no. that they were dissatisfied with the finale. I haven't gotten to the last last episode, but the show Uh-oh. completely flips itself on its own head. Maybe maybe we ought to wait till you okay. finish in it a before. way that I've like never experienced on a show before. Where are you watching this at? It is on Hulu. Hmm. Which is where all the good anime is. Shockingly, yeah, 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 that is. Yeah, uh, the one thing about Godzilla vs Kong that fucked me up way after I'd watched it was the fucking Hollow Earth has a light source, and it did not bump me at all the f- two times I saw it. Yeah, like where does it come from? <laughs> but it, but and it's not like a light source like uh, bioluminescent. It's like a fucking it's like daylight. Like the sun yeah. is yeah. shining somewhere in within the earth. Yeah. That but that didn't fuck with me till I, I was telling Jason. I was like, I was like, dude, yeah. <laughs> it's it all I, those. Yeah, I'd, I'd watched the movie a weeks ago. You know, like, it's all those uh, unused light brights toys from so. the eighties and nineties. <laughs> and they all dumped them down. They all, they all went hole. into the yes, yeah. <laughs> the core of the earth. And then um, speaking of theatrical movies, uh, but yeah, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I'm over probably gonna watch that. I, when I, I watch get home. it. I yeah. watch it. You watch it. I'm gonna watch it. It was fun. It was gory too. Great, but it was definitely like a yeah. I'm in the mood for a shitty action movie that Mm -hmm. has some nostalgia for some video games. As far as a video game movie, and held up. Yeah. Um, it had us all the tropes in it you'd hope for. Yeah. Fucking Sub Zero is badass in it. I mean, (laughs) it's like my favorite person. Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters as well. And he's you know he's a villain, which you know it's fine, but I still I, I love I love that. Do you find having two sets of shoulders weird? The Goro designed the character. Oh, yeah. His oh. Shoulders underneath his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I like the concept of forearms. I cannot get beyond the shoulders. The, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like the Goro in there, like, it's definitely. Like, if he had a shampoo, it'd have to be like head and shoulders and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. It's just weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard it uh, overperformed in the theaters, too, considering, yeah. considering it's a pandemic going on and it's free to watch. On HBO Max, not free to watch, but on HBO Max, it overperformed in the movie yeah. theaters. This yeah. makes me want them to make like the opening scene though. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, if they made a Mortal Kombat movie set back in feudal Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, fuck. feudal Japan? Japan? Yeah, uh, yeah, feudal, feudal, feudal Japan. Japan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was before feudal. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. when they were just all babies. 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that would be sweet. But yeah, the opening scene is actually pretty pretty awesome. Should they make another Street Fighter movie, Ian? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like no. Street Fighter has like kind of the interesting lore that Mortal Kombat does. Okay. Right. Street yeah, Fighter Mortal came Kombat. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat does have like all kinds of like realms and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would say that to me the weakest character in it was actually the main character. I felt that actually the supporting characters mm-hmm. kind of held it together and overall were cooler and more diverse than the main character itself. But it was definitely worth a watch if you have it yep. free. I'm planning on watching do it. Do they play the original techno theme song? They do not. Damn it. Uh, they do not. Yeah. How could they Damn blow it. that? I That's know. so iconic. Yeah. What's the, what's the little catchphrase? Not oopsie, but it's like... Whoopsie! Yeah. But it, he's <laughs> yeah. saying something... It, I always thought it was whoopsie, but it's something else. It's like... Yeah, I can't remember. Either way. But they uh, do say uh, fatality in yeah. there, of course. Get over here. Um, then there's a lot of like the real, real good, you know, like you things you, you want to hear, but also don't want to hear. You yeah. know, so they're there. They're there. All right. That's it, guys. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Jason? We're good mm-hmm. to go. No, I, I was going to tell Matt that I held back when he said that the best anime was on hulu and i immediately my brain said say who knew and i didn't i held back and well, i would have been a good very one proud yeah, but then you said it so mm-hmm. yeah so he couldn't hold back was what really, exactly right yeah. he's taking credit for something how is by, matt by reversing the how thing is that matt ever gonna for. know my inhibitions well you write him a letter him. and you mail it to him <laughs> What is that even different like, than telling him? Dearest Dr. Smith, <laughs> several <laughs> hours ago, I was going to mention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, right. uh, it's actually toasty, is what the character uh, says. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One score and seven minutes ago. Mm-hmm. All right, on that note, let's see. You want to exit us out of this bad boy? Uh, yeah. Uh, do a little networking. MindGrenadeStudios.com. You can find a feed of the podcast there. Um, we're on all the social media outlets. You can find Mind Grenade, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, only fans. Only fans. Yeah. That's um, my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector for Jason, Ian, Matt, and Pip Torrance. Pip. Saying so long. We'll talk to you soon.